this episode of Kitchen Table Netrunner, we talk about the Nisei Core-only tournament, the new most wanted list, and do a retrospective on the lunar cycle that's about to be rotated, including why Nazir is the best runner. Stick around. regular content now it's too busy and also the source posted their final episode so you know the old guard is is winding down their their netrunner content it's up to us keep this thing alive well speaking of which we're not the only podcast producing new content for netrunner did you know that no but i don't follow any of this so there is a german podcast that is producing content called the Nachfunfzener Minuten. No, hold on, hold on. Oh my gosh. Nachfunfzener Minuten, I believe it's. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I mean. Are not, they the ones that we. Nachfunfzener Minuten. Is that the guy that we commentated with? It is! Yeah, and based on his, his commentating, I was like, gosh, we should look into that. And I found him because I think it was either there on that podcast or on that while we were commentating or it was somewhere else. I saw it online. They posted an episode in English. It was on the, it was when we were commentating. It was when we were commentating. I heard it. So he said, and it, and it, the episode is all about Wayland. Fine. Yeah. So I listened to it while I was oh. running. I thought it was really good. So I haven't listened to the, uh, the German ones yet, but I probably wouldn't get much out of them. I would imagine not. I heard you try to pronounce the title. That's probably right. And if you speak German and that's actually something offensive, I'm sorry. Oh my goodness. Okay. So, big news this cycle is that just yesterday, for us, recording now, the new Most Wanted list dropped. Which basically is very small changes. The change that was relevant for you was that crowdfunding is restricted. Yeah, I mean, it's not terribly... I don't even know how many decks I have it in. It's not like a huge... It wasn't the one that you were kind of prepping for store champs. Oh, look at that. It is in there. Yeah, told you. Ta-da! Only one of them, though. I don't know your thought is. Zero or three. Yeah, I, I do feel like zero or three on... Crowdfunding is the right way to go. Um, because they each make each other better. Right, I mean, I hear that. Okay, all right. Uh, also, Jinteki Potential Unleashed was banned. I played against one of those PU decks once. Did it stink? It, yes, my experience was kind of stinky. Because, do you, know the, do you know the ID? Nope. So the ID, every time you take net damage, you discard the top card of your deck. Oh. And so the trick is to put as many cards in there that do as many little pings of that damage as possible so that the runner runs out of cards and can't steal agendas anymore. And they're just kind of like, locked. it's a gross, like feeling like ha- having the other player win because you're like, well, I guess I can't get past that server anymore because it does net damage every time and I'm out of cards now. That does sound pretty lame. It doesn't feel great. I don't know. It's probably okay that it's 
I'm kind of surprised that you didn't just try to jump on it. Seems like the kind of deck you'd like to do. What does that even mean? I just feel like some of the decks that you do are strange and mean. I mean, you got like that deli counter one that's like purpose is to just like flatline brain damage. Have, okay, well, the brain damage deck is not the same as. Okay, I don't even know. Point is, you should not you've got buy some... brains at a deli. I mean, there's a lot of food safety concerns there. I'll take your word for it. That's where you get the mad cow diseases from the brain parts. I know. I wasn't planning on buying any brains. Well, I'm just saying you were. Anyway, so having a kill win condition is fine. It's different than having like a. The Scorpios deck that I built, where I'm like, oh, now you don't have your breakers that you need. I guess you can't get in my servers, and you have to lose now. Is pretty similar to. Yeah. See, it's kind of your kind of. And that's also banned, or they rotated it out with uh, terminal directives. So. There you go. Yep. No more degenerate fun. We didn't even get to try it. Seems okay. Okay. Yeah. Probably is. Uh, And then, and then on the runner, they also restricted dorm computer. So let's see, avoid tags. Oh, well, we got your networking, so that's good. I mean, I don't, I've never played with dorm computer, never even heard of it until you mentioned it the other day, so. Yeah. Okay, so how about we move straight to the Netrunner dad joke? Sounds good. Okay, are you ready? My eyes are so ready to roll. Especially because this episode is in honor of the lunar cycle. Why did Jinteki ask the pet store about their returns policy? I feel like it's got something to do with tags, but I don't. It does not. Nope. Okay. They wanted to know if they could take their turtle back. Oh my gosh. Oh, you loved it. Okay. So, let's talk about Lunar. Okay. So, first things first. We'll talk about all the IDs, but first I want to talk about, I want to hear your top five cards in the Lunar Cycle, and then and then talk about why you think that they're so good. Okay. Top five cards in no particular order. Eliza's Toy Box. Just can't get enough of the robot brothels. You're ridiculous. Such a great card, though. Especially for Blue Sun. Okay. Because you can, like, res it. I mean, it takes a whole turn, but you res it, and then you can pop it back if you need the money. Sure. And then put it back and keep doing it, so long as it's protected well enough. That, those are turns that you're not scoring agendas. And you that you're accumulating any... cards in your in HQ, right? That... Theoretically. But, I mean, if you don't have an agenda to score, it's not like you have to do it every turn. You have to get it. Also, you have to get it in there one turn, and then then use it the next turn, right? Because it takes all three clicks. Oh, right. Yeah. So it Eliza's toy box. If you have not played with that card lately, is a four cost, four to trash asset that is a an HB asset, and it lets you spend three clicks to res any card, uh, ignoring all costs. Yes. So, what are some of your favorite targets? Uh, Tollbooth, Hadrian's Wall, the expensive ones are especially good. Archer. I've seen you do it on Archer. Archer. Yes, that one's super fun. 
I've done it on an archer. I've done it on two or three archers in one game. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, no, it's good. And the other thing about it is, if you get a couple things resed and then like the runner gets in there, it's a high cost to trash. If you've it's got it blocked, you know, if you got some good ice on it, then it could be like quite expensive to get in there and take care of it. And the runner's using a click that they're not running an agenda or something else, you know? So, I mean, it's got like a lot of good things going for it. Okay. All right. Second card. Uh, the next card I've got is daily business show. So first time you draw a card, it's a, it's a corp asset. Uh, it's yellow. So two, yeah, and then two to res, four to trash. Yeah. So the first time you draw a card, you get to draw an extra one and then tuck the one that you don't want. Under at the bottom of your stuff. At the bottom, yes. That's what I mean by talk. Of R and D. Yeah. And not unique. Correct. So you've played it with several, like in your My wide decks. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, it's just nice because then you get a little bit of control over what you're drawing. And it doesn't cost like an extra click or anything. It's just part of your I think I think it's really hard to overstate the value of daily business show and making sure that you don't get flooded with agendas. Yeah. And dealing with it as a runner is not pleasant. Yeah. And I know that you've talked about like how daily business show and Marilyn aren't really friends, but I kind of feel like because because Marilyn campaign you have you can shuffle her back into R and D. Yeah, presumably you have a high proportion of agendas that you're tucking under at the bottom of R and D. And then if you reshuffle Marilyn, those agendas go back all throughout your deck and then right. they're ready for the runner to steal them is my, was my argument. Right. But I, my thought is you mix them back in and they're spread out as opposed to being just clumped on the bottom. And then you're like, I'm ready now. Like I've got my whole thing set up. I'm ready to take an agenda. I just wasn't at the time. Like you can, you can kind of postpone it and then, they could come back. So sure. Okay. I, I think it, they go fine together. Okay. All right. Number three is the Corp ID Blue Sun. No, these are the non-ID. Five, top five non-ID cards. Oh, well, you didn't ID's. say that. Well. I Sorry, I have five and there are two IDs in it. You're just going to have to deal with it. <laughs> not sure how I'm going to fix that in editing. Okay. All right. Well, you got to be clear about what you're... I was when I first said it. I said, we'll talk about each of the IDs, and then we'll have, like, the top five non-ID cards. Well, we didn't. (sighs) Okay. Get over it. I'm over it. I don't care. It's so over it. I like Blue Sun. Okay. Why do you like Blue Sun? Gosh. It's so much fun. Like, you can just move things around. And, like, I mean, because when you're drawing, you're getting the ice that you get, and you're going to protect the servers the best that you can. And so when you're doing that, you might not get it the way you want. So you can pop things back, which gives you the money back for it. And then you can, like, mess mess around with stuff. Okay. Two counterpoints to that. Number one, every time for, for you to rearrange ice, it has to be resed first. Yeah. Which is a kind of a high bar sometimes. And number two... Every time that you pull a card back and then reinstall it to do something else with it, as like a click that you could be doing something else with. Thoughts? I don't know, perhaps, but sometimes it takes time to set up things the way you want them set up, and I'd rather it be done well and surprising. And you can kind of mess with stuff like, we're not supposed to talk about IDs, 
But, yeah, let's not talk about IDs right now. But like with Nazir, no, it's really no. good. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it later. Anyway, whatever. <laughs> I really like that ID. And, you know, it's not just on ice. I pull back the Maryland campaign into my hand so I don't have to shuffle it into R&D and find it. I can just pull it and then reinstall it because then I'll get the two credits either way. Now, I think that that's, that's probably an unambiguously awesome use of Blue Sun. Also, Elizabeth Mills. If you're rid of your bad pub, if you're accumulating it, it, yeah. So we talked about. So where are you getting bad publicity from? Well, right now I just hostile takeover. So. But we talked about maybe too big to fail as like a. Yeah, I was gonna look into some better way to get money really fast when you're low. Yeah. So let let me let's talk about a game that we played. So we were actually playing. You were playing Blue Sun. Yes. And uh, I was playing uh, Kit. This is actually a core only. We were playing. Okay. I don't know if you remember this game, uh, but this was the the prior turn. You had just scored out both a public support and a paper trail, and you were uh, looking like you were going to win the game. And then you had then you had installed double advance this card, and so like I had to figure out how to get in there and you res a Lotus field. And I was like, shoot, that leaves me a little bit short of getting past the last piece of ice with my, uh, Gordian blade. But then someone was watching on the commentary and they're like, Hey, you can use that four strength admin on that. And I was like, Oh yeah, that's right. And so I was like, thank you. Helpful commentator. And you were less excited about. Yeah about that and then still beat you that game well so here's what happened so i was like okay i spent all my money i got in steal these three points and win and instead so like i spent all my cards like i used all my cards like maybe it was like a stim hack involved that kind of stuff and then at the bottom of the server there was a contract killer (laughs) and that was my last click so i had like one card left and i was like well i guess that's how that ends then that's right i remember that game (laughs) yeah the commentator did say it was the first time he'd seen Contract Killer flatline somebody. Yeah, that's that was pretty impressive. You like yeah. that card a little I more do. than a little more than you should. I think I don't play it as much as I ought to. But okay, so Blue Sun, Blue Sun, pretty good. Yeah, I love okay. that ID. Uh, card number four is another ID, but it's on the runner side. Leela Patel. She's super great. What's to say about Leela? Gosh. What's not to say? She's super great. And I like so, come so from like, more of like a shaper side. Yes. Initially. And so I was always like, okay, get the rig set up and then run. But like Leela's like, yeah, I'll just go. I'll yeah, get you there. run like, you'll spend half the game without any programs installed. You're playing yeah. Leela decks. You've got like spearfishing and inside job that just jump through everything. and. Yeah. Well, I think the other thing is that whereas Blue Sun... When you play Blue Sun, you're like intentionally uninstalling your own cards all the time. With Leela, you're intentionally uninstalling the other team's cards, which <laughs> seems a lot better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's always fun, too. Pop back some stuff. Like when I pop back Rashida's, because then you can't play them. So I guess while we're talking about Leela, I'll also say I, I built a Leela deck and we, we played it today. Yes. And that deck was uh, really focused around forcing the run. And so, like, I had, there was a turn where I played three steps ahead, which is a card you may not have thought about in a long time, or may not know anything about, but it's a credit, and you can only play as your first click, 
and then you gain two credits for every successful click. Successful run. Successful run. Right. So I played a Dirty Laundry. I played a Dirty Laundry on HQ. played a Dirty Laundry on R&D. I don't know. I might have scored an agenda. Did I steal an agenda on those? I don't think so. Okay. And then I ran Archives. So then I made 12 credits off of that. I made, I think, three credits off a bankroll. And then I reinstalled the crowdfunding. Neck of a turn. Yeah. So, yeah, Leela is all about... Wait, your deck's so different than mine. Yeah, there's a lot of space there. But, like, still works great with Leela. Okay, absolutely. Great card. And, you know, I think I find that playing against Leela, I have to completely rethink the way I play. I have to put in a, an agenda with, like, an extra turn on it. An extra click yeah. on it. So that I'm like, okay, I'm going to score this. And then I've got that last click now to reinstall the ice wherever, like, you were taking out the one that's most painful. Yeah, right, right, wherever it's most painful. And right. so, like, I, that's obviously where I need the ice back, because that's, like, oh, that just came off of R&D. Maybe there's a sneaky maker's eye coming or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's that's a good way to think about it. I hadn't thought about that. So it's like, you're like, oh, single turn uh, hostile takeover, but maybe not anymore. Maybe you have to get it in the server first. So it... That is crazy, right? Like, an, as an ability, like, you have to leave the agenda out an extra click. That's that's a wild ability. Yeah. Like, if you're talking about a 2-1, we're talking about a 5-3, saying, like, you have to leave it installed an extra turn. That's right. crazy. Well, maybe you just need, like, a biotic labor or something. Right, right. But that's... You pull biotic labor and, like, crazy. archived memories. Like, oh, back. yeah. Biotic labor, four credits, score hustle takeover from hand. That's bad. That, I mean, that's the, that's the point, is that Leela makes you do bad things. <sighs> All right. Makes the corp do bad things. Yes, that's what Not I mean. Not Leela. Right. Okay. Earthrise Hotel. I like that one. As the runner, it's so a So Daily resource. Business Show and Earthrise Hotel and Leela are all drew, drew, brought into the core set. So they're playing Rotating Lunar Out, and but those aren't going anywhere. Liza's Toy Box. Oh, and Blue Sun. So out of, those, out of your five, four are sticking around. Yes, which is exciting. Okay, so let's talk specifically, though, about Earthrise. Tell me about it. All right, four credits to install. It's a resource. And then at the beginning of your turn, you draw two cards for so, three turns. Yeah, and it's a location resource, so Elizabeth Mills could trash it. Right. Which is, a you know, kind of a corner case. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> but uh, other than that... I mean, it's great because you get to go through your cards. It doesn't take a click. Right, it doesn't take a click. That's you get a huge to deal. like find stuff that you're looking for. So especially like earlier in the game, it's great to start getting stuff set up. Especially like cash cards, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So high impact run events, anything like that. Right. So yeah, I I like that one. I think it's just such a a staple card. It's hard to think of a deck that wouldn't benefit from it, right? That acceleration is huge. Yeah. Okay. So my five top top five cards, I have Daily Business Show and Earthrise. Okay. Because I just really feel like Daily Business Show just changes the game for the core. But if you can protect it, I don't think you've ever won a game where I've had two Daily Business Shows on the table. Because I'm just like, I control exactly when I get an agenda. Right. Yeah. And you've combined that with some different things like 
Rashida. And... Sure, you play Rashida, yeah, and you I've gotten drawn six cards and put three back. That yeah. that is an, an incredible amount of filtering. Best three out of six is amazing. Yeah. Uh, then I had turtlebacks. Oh, I thought not, that'd be one of yours. Not only a hilarious punchline for a joke, <laughs> but also uh, it's a card that makes it possible to play a lot of assets. Yeah. Because we were playing earlier today, and I was like, oh, no, I'm almost broke. But I've got two turtlebacks out, so I'll just install three cards. Doesn't even matter what they are. And I'll just make a lot of money that way. Yeah, and it's hard on from the runner's perspective, unless you've got a lot of money, because it's four to trash one of those. Yeah, two to res, four to trash, like Daily Business Show, and it gives you a credit every time that you create a new server. So Yeah, it's not even like the first turn. No, no, it's, like it's one of those cards. Every single time. Yeah, any, any card that says every time, you got to watch out for. Yeah, well, and then when you play it in industrial genomics, that's even... You say genomics? I heard genomics from... Uh, I was watching a game from Peach Hack. The Atlanta folks, and they said genomics too. And I'm pretty sure it's genomics. Oh, I don't think it matters that much. It'll be rotated out soon enough, right? Anyway, my second, or I guess fourth card, is Architect. Oh, I like that one. So Architect is a four-cost, three-strength sentry from HB. So it's got the two subroutines. The first one is that the corp looks at the top five cards of R&D and can install one of those, ignoring all install costs. And then the corp can install a card from archives or HQ paying all costs. So there's a lot there. It also has this weird clause that says it can't be trashed while installed. So if you get it installed, it's safe from any kind of ice trashing effects, which is a weird little extra thing to have. And, uh, Showed you a picture of, uh, so this is the first world champ card from Jeremy's Wern. Yeah. Saw a picture of him today, and that's uh, definitely him on the, uh, the Architect. There you go. So I can't wait till you're the world champion, and then you can, <laughs> then you, your face can be on a Netrunner oh card. Oh my gosh. The new Magnum Opus card. Just a picture of you not playing Netrunner, just clicking for credits instead of, instead no. of making runs. You have a picture of me, like, just like... Making the money. Well, I don't know what this is called anymore. Make it rain? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, go we on. We learn these things from our children. Yes. I wouldn't. I barely know them as it is. Anyway, so Architect, I think, is great because these are subroutines that you probably want to stop. Like, it doesn't actually directly impact the the runner. But, for example, you could, when you look at the top, if they're running R&D and you put Architect on R&D, you can be like, Oh, that top card was an agenda, but now it's not because I'm installing it. Yeah. You can also get cards out of archives that way, which is pretty nice. So it ends up being kind of a pain to deal with unless you've got, I mean, Mimic would be a good example of something that can deal with it really well, but you don't see that a ton. No. Mimic's a tough one because if you don't have Data Sucker, then well, you just wouldn't it's, do it. it's hard to play it. Yeah. So the other one I have, number... Five is Inject. Okay. So Inject is an Anarch event where you draw four cards and or you reveal four cards. So if the corp knows what, you, what you've drawn and you trash all the programs and you get a credit for each program. So it's... And then you put everything else in your hand. Yep. Yep. It's, so it's just... It's raw acceleration for, for the runner. 
If you have the bin breakers, then the negatives become a positive, which is crazy. But even without them, you know, you're in the faction with retrieval run. Yep. And if you're playing Anarch, you probably don't care about your cards that much anyway. Yeah, your rig's not your most important thing to get together. Yeah, unless you're maybe freedom or something. So those are my top five. Very nice. Some good cards. Good cards in Lunar. Let's talk about the IDs. We talked about... Talk about Blue Sun and Lila. Talk about Blue Sun. Talk about Lila. So let's see. Let's go with the Corp one. Go with Corp? Okay. Yeah. So we've got... So Blue Sun, Industrial Genomics. Industrial Genomics. Let's talk about Industrial Genomics. So uh, you haven't built any IG decks, but no. I built one, and you played against several iterations of it, and... So it's Asset Spam. Yeah. We've made it so that you need to zoom out on Gentucky because you can't see all 16 servers. No, and then I can't see my cards. <laughs> like a magnifying glass. And so you get the trash cost increases by one for every face down card in archives. Mm -hmm. So this is the, the ID for a strong set of ice on archives, which you don't see very often. Right. Put and a toll booth on there earlier. Yeah. Ugh. Just as unpleasant as possible. And then, you know, I think even like two or three cards face down is plenty. Yeah. Because making like a sundew, four to trash, daily business show, six to trash is just brutal. Mm -hmm. And then you pair that with cards like hostile infrastructure, where you take in that damage every time you trash a card as well. Mm -hmm. And those costs are getting out of control. Yeah. And then you get more, you've played like there's the... The agenda, where you can look and discard Oh, right. Things. I play it with bacterial programming. Because that's the thing, is that it's hard to find cards that let you trash cards now. Because Jackson Howard is what people would use before, because one of the things that Jackson Howard let you do is spend a click to draw two cards. So you just draw a bunch and just trash them. Uh -huh. So as far as trashing, you've got a few options. Rashida Jaheim gets you three cards. Yes. And that might put you over. If you, But if you're installing three cards a turn, it's hard to even have that work. Number two is, if you install a card, like install an asset, and then install another asset over it, then you trash it face down. So that's a thing that I don't do very often, but it's a thing you can do. Right. Uh, Especially because if you're going to play Turtlebacks, you don't want to install over because that's not creating a new server. Correct. That's a great point. Uh, the third thing is, like you were saying, bacterial programming, because you, there's a, you look at the top seven, and you can trash any that you want to. So, you know, if you're like, oh, these are some assets I don't need right now, that's fine. And then you can take any you want to into your hands. So you can just, like, have extras in your hand, too. Plenty of cards that you're ready for, maybe some trash and extra, even. And then you can put the rest on any order so you can control access to the agendas. So that's really nice. And so that works either on a score or a steal. Right. So that uh, mm -hmm. is great. And the last piece of that puzzle is genotyping. Yeah. Because genotyping is one cost operation in Gentucky, and you trash the top two cards of your of R and D, and then you can take four cards up to four cards and shuffle them back into R and D. So that was that's nice because you know if those cards do work out to be things that you need or they're like five points of agendas or something, you can still shuffle those back in and be like, whoops. But otherwise, it's a way to when they do run your archives and flip your cards over, and you're like, well, I'd really like that Rashida back. Yeah. Then you can go and pull them back. So that. That's about it there. Any, I mean, a lot of people have really bad memories of what I hear of different industrial genomics decks that were very oppressive and unfun to play against. 
Yeah. I don't know. I mean, if I have enough economy, then it's fine. I don't remember what I was playing earlier, but I just couldn't get you had a Chaos money. Theory deck that wasn't very Oh, no, that optimized. was bad. It was, I mean, it was built around Magnum Opus, and now that Magnum Opus is gone, the few changes that I made wasn't just wasn't good enough. Okay. So, fine. All right, so that's that's two. Uh, the yellow one? It's called MVN. Yeah, yeah. And Near Earth Hub? Oh, right. And so the first time you install, the first time you create a server, you draw a card. So that one, see, like, there's nothing there to protect the cards that you're installing. That's the real problem with it, as well as the fact that it's once per turn. The fact, on the other hand, that you, if you're, like, trying to install two or three cards a turn, that you get a card back is huge. Yeah. So it allows you to keep your tempo from... Installing a lot of cards. Yeah. I, it's okay. I guess it was really good back in the day, right? In terms of uh, a deck that would... There were, there were decks that would do a lot of tag murder out of NEH, but it's not as, I think, as well supported right now, at least. There are some good cards, like uh, SIU. It's the new... That Rain of Reverie card that lets you mm. trace for a tag on... At the beginning of your turn. Mm. So... Pretty good. I had fun with it. Yeah. Yeah. You had like the surprise snare here and there. That's important. But yeah, it was a fun little deck. Okay. And then the Foundry. Right. I tried a Foundry deck. So here's the thing. I saw that you had a Foundry deck, but you had a lot of like one of or two of Ices, and that was confusing to me. Yeah, it wasn't great. I mean... I liked yours when you build it and you had all the next ice because they work together really well and they make each other stronger, right? Yeah. So I'd like I, you know, if I were gonna do more on it, I think I would swap out a lot of my ice and go predominantly next ice. The other choice that the lunar cycle specifically gives you is the Grail ice. Yeah, and I don't remember exactly. So the Grail ice, there's Excalibur, right, which says it's just mythic and you can't make another run. Maybe uh-huh. the one run. But then everything else, the ice is like every time when you encounter it, you can reveal two grail ice in your hand and it'll gain those subroutines. Oh, yeah. I didn't like those as much. Right. I think that they're not as strong. Also, they all cost, they're on neutral, but they cost influence. So that's tough. Yeah. But the next ice is, I don't know. I thought that deck was real coherent. Yeah, okay, so those are the Corp IDs. So, Reiner, we talked about Leela. Leela. Nazir, I know you were looking oh, no, forward No, we're going to talk about Nazir last. Oh, come on. Okay. So, Quetzal, Quetzal. Quetzal. So, that one, break a barrier for free every turn. Mm-hmm. So, that, break a barrier subroutine. You know, people talk about, when that came out, they are talking about it like, you know, it invalidates a third of the Corp's eyes, so it really gives you a strong early game. I found that these days it's pretty good. I built a deck with Lamb. Mm-hmm. And Lamb's ability to turn. to turn things into barriers means that you've got a lot of options to just ignore the subroutine that bothers you the most. Yeah. Play it against you, and that, was, that came up a lot. Yeah, no, that was that was a good combo. Right, because you could be like, oh, man, I really need to get in the server. That's a surprise archer, even, and you're like, well... I love you, Lamb, goodbye. And then you're like, I'm going to make that a barrier and uh, break the end the run subroutine and get through. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? 
No, it was fine. It was it was interesting. It was better than I expected. Maybe that was because it was paired with lamb. But, you know, if you look at the text and you're like, break a barrier doesn't sound very exciting. I have breakers for that. Right. And if, like, sometimes, like, with lamb specifically, if, you're, if lamb's your normal breaker, you're like, I can spend two credits and I'll break... All of them. Yeah. Whereas, if you, you know, like, things like Hadrian's Wall, right, is strength seven. seven. But the problem is it has two subroutines yeah. on it. So, like, the cool the cool thing is it can break... Uh, Quetzal can break a, a barrier subroutine of, of a piece of ice of any strength. Yes. Without any cost, which is neat. But, like... But then you still have another in the run subroutine. Right. So exactly. Not very helpful. So, I mean, Kangamato or or Bahali is the other way you can get past the other yeah. one of those. Right. I think those were in those de- in that deck as well. Probably. You put those in a lot of decks. <laughs> I do put those in a lot of decks. Okay. So now the main event star attraction, Nazir. Is that it? Is there only three runners? Yeah, there's only three runner factions. Nazir. Oh, gosh. Okay, so Nazir is amazing. First of all, he has a link. That's hard to... I mean, that's a thing that some runners have. Anyway, but also, Nazir has the freakiest ability. So every time you encounter a piece of ice that was just res, you lose all your credits, and then you gain credits equal to the res cost. Which seems bad, right? And you thought you would be terrible. Yes, you found some nice tricks. So I, first of all, let me just say, there is a lot of pent-up Nazir love in the community. I asked some people about some ideas on Stimhack Slack about building a Nazir deck, and there was basically a two-day love fest of people posting different things about how they, how much they love Nazir and different decks they've tried, all these things. Now, the thing about Nazir is he's broke all the time, and if you build your deck around that, it works a lot better. There's lots of different ways people have done it, and I just remember I built my deck, and you're like, well, I'm Blue Sun. I'm rich, and I'm going to crush you. And then I beat you like three times in a row, and it just made you so mad. That was because I was playing with my core deck, and when I made the standard deck, I did better. How much better? I don't remember. I beat you the first time. You were not happy about it because you were undefeated with Nazir, and then I I beat you, and you wouldn't play it for a while. I, I had to think about a couple of things and work through them. But we played, uh, so we played again today. Uh, and it was Nazir versus the Blue Sun deck that you made specifically to beat Nazir, and I still won. It took over an hour, though. <laughs> so yeah. here's the way I Nazir. And I, I didn't see many people on NRDB or anything that had done it this way. So if you you get as many things as possible where you've got credits that you can offshore, right? So Cyberfeeder. Bankroll. I don't have Bankroll. You don't? No. What deck were you playing that had Bankroll? That was my Lila deck. Oh, right, right, right. So I had uh, Cyberfeeder, Cyberdelia, which gives you credit after you break stuff, Tacobi, right, which isn't like credits necessarily, but you're offshoring these counters that you can use, mm-hmm. Ghost Runner, yeah. Cash, yeah. all those things. And then my breaker suite was the core breakers. So Pipeline, Gordian Blade, and Battering Ram. Because they all keep their strength for the whole run. And so once you can have any amount of money and you run a server, and once they res the ice, you know exactly what is going to happen once you hit it. And so you can dump all your money into getting your breakers up to strength for the run. 
all the credits in your credit pool, and then they'll be ready. I have to say, I read the like order of how things work like three times because it seems like it should be illegal. <laughs> you're like, you must be cheating. Well, it's like, so you're like, okay, I'm going to run the server and you approach the ice, I res it, and then you're like, okay, well, before anything bad happens to me, <laughs> I'm going to like put all my credits out on all these different cards. And now that I have like zero credits, so I lose zero and I gain five. Right. But I did like with Blue Sun pulling in the pop-up window because every time I'd... Yes, yeah, so this is the deck. So Blue Sun, pop-up window is probably a very bad card in that deck, but you put like, what, two of them in there? Uh, yeah, one or two. And Just so that you could try and crush my Nazir deck because every time... I don't think it had anything to do with Nazir. You just but... like, you... Maybe. You res it. It's zero. You're ridiculous. That's exactly ah. what I put it in. So you res it. It's zero, and I have to pay one to get through, and then I have to get through the rest of the ice. So that's yeah. bad. But then you're like, oh, I'll just pick it back up and put it back down, so it's it's unres now, and so you have to hit it again. Yeah. So that's unkind. I'm glad I still taught you a lesson. Ugh. Uh, but Nazir is amazing. I know. I'm gonna change it and get some more money in that that deck, and then we'll we'll see. It was it's not me, like the, with the Leela is because I was a, I was pushing your economy as one thing, but that's oh, you weren't. Yeah. Every time I beat you with Nazir, you had like thirty five credits by the end of the game, that's and it's not true. enough. You can't keep me out. I'm unstoppable. Stupid thing. <laughs> Nazir is great, and um, he's gonna rotate, and I'm really sad about it because he's so good. You know what might be interesting to add to that deck? Tell me, Gruber Selassie. I thought about it, but. I don't need it because I have, I've got it for the whole run, and I don't usually make a ton of runs. That's true. In a you turn. Don't, it's not like your Leela. That's true. Yeah. Okay. I considered it. So lunar. Yeah. It's a whole cycle. Yes. What'd you think about it? We went through it kind of fast. We did. I I never really got into like currents, and it had a lot of currents. There in are it. a lot of currents in it. And I don't know. I looked. I looked at the list. And I did. I looked at. I had actually looked at all the cards, and seriously, those are my five top five cards. And four of them are pulled into core now. So four of them are pulled into core. Yeah. Two of them were IDs. Yep. I don't know. I didn't find it very exciting. And that's probably because, like, I don't know when it came out in the scheme of Netrunner, but like, I don't know the newer cards or there's been a lot of learning. I feel. A lot of play testing and a lot of trying and thinking about things. So I think the newer cards might be just a little bit better. Okay. Interesting. I don't know if any of them are better than Nazir. <laughs> yeah. Kiss him goodbye. Uh, I got to decide if I'm going to take him to store champs before he rotates. <laughs> but I might just cry. Because the one thing is, the Nazir deck, because you're broke all the time, you really don't have any answer if they're like, well, I'm just going to play five servers and... Two daily business shows. I'm like, oh, I have to save up my whole turn to be able to trash a daily business show. Yeah. I, I tried playing it when you, like, not against it, but when you had, you were playing with the child. Oh, oh, oh. Our child. Our child. Number three. Yeah. And she was just like, this deck stinks she laughed and i was like okay well, i'll just pick up from here oh i do remember that you did play nazir i did and it was terrible 
It was like not fun at all. I think Constant, that was against that was against my NEH deck, so constantly being broke and just like I don't even know what to do anymore. I think that's what makes it the most fun is you're like, oh my rig is just like a giant pile of garbage and I'm just stealing all of your agendas. Oh, it was lame. Okay. One thing that we just talked about in passing at the beginning of this was that the the Nisei Core Experience Tournament happened. And it happened last weekend and the weekend before. And we commentated on it. Oh, yeah, that one. Yes. Yeah. What would you think about that? We went to, like, commentate in front of the whole world. Uh, it was kind of frightening. At least at first. Like, yeah, I've mentioned it before, I'm sure, that, like, I'm just kind of a slow processor. And so, like, people are talking about things and I'm like... Okay, I'm like three turns behind, but then there was a point where you had to leave yep. to take a child to a school event, so you're gone for like 10, 15 minutes, and I was on my own with the the other commentator, and I held my own pretty decently, you know? I you know, I was, I was like at the school, on the school's Wi-Fi, <laughs> watching you, listening to you on YouTube, and... That was cool because you. I was like, oh, my wife is live streaming. Basically a celebrity. Pretty fancy. She's a net celebrity. Current. One credit to use during runs. That's a bad card. Don't play it. What are you talking about? Net celebrity? Is oh. that, that's that current? Shaper current? You're like, Sorry. oh, this could go to Nazir deck. Don't put it in a Nazir deck. It's not worth it. There's way better cards. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I thought it was fun. Especially, you know, so we did two rounds. Yes. And, you know, once I got more used to it, I was glad that there wasn't a third, I guess it'd be technically a fourth person because we're two people, not one person. I mean, mostly. In a lot of ways, we're one person. Right. But so there was the the German podcaster. Yep. And there was on. And so they had a lot to say. And that took some of the pressure off on that first round, especially because it was 5 a.m. our time. Yep. So... That and trying to get make sure all the technology is like working properly and this all that kind of stuff. This is our first time using Discord for audio and we had to get it all sorted out. Yeah. So. But then Constantine was great. Yeah. No, it was it was it was a really good experience, and I realized that maybe I'm not as dumb as I sometimes feel about these things. I don't think you are. Any thoughts about about the core tournament? About what the gameplay that you saw? Or it seems like Leela ended up as kind of the go-to deck. Yeah. There was more diversity in the corpse side, as I recall. I thought the games went faster than our core tournament. Maybe that was partially because it was on Gentechi, I'm not sure, but right. maybe they were all just better players than us Portlanders. Yes. But they they were a little bit quicker. That was good. It's great. great. All right. Well, speaking of organized events, Ooh. store championship season is upon us. Yes. So we got the kit. We got the store championship kit. We're going to pick the date. Yeah, pick the date. We're going to do it in the middle of March. And so that's exciting. It's a, you know, a more formal event still in the casual side. So we're just doing straight up standard. Nothing too special. Yeah, right. That's what it has to be. Yeah, it's all standard. And uh, the top player gets a first round buy at regionals. Assuming there's enough people. Yep, we just have to get eight people there. So far we've got five said they're going to be there. Includes We're us. We're one of us. Yeah. One of them. Right. Yeah, so that's 
12 maybes. 12 maybes. I think and it's going to happen. We got better attendance at the, at the GNK yeah. than what confirmed on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So that will be fun. Do you want to see what's in the kit? Do you want to take a look at it? Uh, I guess we can. Haven't we looked at it online? It's not the same online. You don't get to touch it online. You can smell the mat. Yeah. Okay. All right. There is a lot of tape on this. Ooh, down. No, it is kind of bulging. Yeah. All right. My biggest fear is that they're going to drop the new cycle the Monday before <laughs> and then it'll the be store legal. champs, and then it'll be legal on the Friday. I think that's crazy. Yeah. I don't approve of that. I think it's crazy, like especially that they're like, oh, the NWL. We're going to renounce it now. It's going to take two weeks to go into effect. But dropping 60 new cards on you, you only need four days. That's fine. <laughs> That's, yeah. I think that reflects some unrealistic assumptions. Yeah. Well, and I've already played like a few standard games on Jinteki, and I already don't know a ton of the cards because the card pool is bigger than the cards we've opened and are playing with but yeah adding another 60 to that it's terrifying it comes in a little case look at this cute little case it's got the there's your regional champion oh, buy Ooh, we're gonna keep this yeah the case not the regional buy <laughs> that would be inappropriate yeah all right new cards Ooh, these do not smell as good as normal cards no it's a familiar smell i don't know this is probably the single most olfactory-centered Netrunner podcast in the history of the game. Yeah, sorry. Or maybe you're welcome. Yeah. I mean, I know you can't. It's hard for you to smell along with us, but... All right. So we got the... We got to put up the poster. That's the big thing we got to do next. That's we got to get the poster out and put it up. So we've got... Here are your prizes. We've got Embezzle. Mm -hmm. There's the new criminal icon. Oh, I didn't know they'd come out with one. Apparently so, right? So there's a skull on one side and a spooky blue mask on the other. Any thoughts on Embezzle as a card? Big fan? I usually uh, use a treasure ice. Um, oh. Yeah, I don't really play with it. I know, but you're often on the other side from it. I haven't seen it for a while. You haven't been playing it. Oh, dear. Well, sooner. Then crowdfunding? Also criminal. The guy looks like a he's having a good time. Yeah, he's a real guy. In that community, he's on. I think it. I think it's Sam. I think it's the Sam that designed the crowdfunding. Oh. Yeah. And so Patrick, Patrick did the the design on Embezzle, and Patrick, I think, was the. I think he won nationals. I don't know. You're looking at me like I should have answers, and I have no clue. Blue HG on Stimpak Slack, and then you got Cat. Shen from New York on the crowdfunding art. Oh, I gotta get these back in the plastic. Oh, should never have taken them out. Well, then how could you look at them? How could you look at that beautiful crowdfunding art if I hadn't done that? I mean, you don't actually have to put them back in. If you, just you. Put them, you can just put them back in this plastic. How about thing. you? Okay. All right. Keep going. And, then, and then the other prize is the four, top four, get these play mats. Oh. Check these out. You know, I really like that with this 
Sewer champ. They, they tell you what to do. Yeah. Let's try to figure out prizes because it's already taken care of. Look at these mats. Those look nice. Caddy Jones, a little bit. I feel like they're a little bit darker than I expected them to be. Caddy Jones concentrating very hard. While Az, the new runner from Ashes, is up on the up on the hopper. You want to see something? That the background is orange? Yeah, the back is orange. It's neat. Okay, so does it smell like everything you dreamed of? It smells like rubber. Not as good as my mat. Yeah, your your Nisei Q1 GNK mat. That's right. I say good luck to you. All right, so I hope, gosh, I hope we can compete. It'd be great if one of us could win one of those, like especially me. <laughs> if I win it, I'd let you use it. But that's I nice. don't think that we're both going to be playing in this tournament. Right, that's what I was saying. It'd be great if, uh, right. Because I think best case scenario is one of us plays and one of us runs it. Yeah. Except a little crown, a little crown, like same as the cards for the Store Champs 2019. Oh. So that's cute. Super fun. Yep, so we're working on that. Seems to be coming together all right. Yeah. After after hosting the GNK, I'm not as quite as terrified as I was then. There's so many unknowns. I know that it's going to be a little bit more challenging to do a store champ, but a little bit bigger. Yeah, a little bit bigger. But not as terrifying. We've done this. we survived. You know, you want to try to do one more GNK before the baby comes. Yeah, but I think so. It's getting snug. It's coming end of April, early May, so. Yeah. Got to get on it. Maybe I will. Maybe I will. Okay. Okay, so anything else you want to talk about? Neither Netrunner Adventures. I've been playing on Gentechi a lot, especially when you were out of town. That's really I have nice. to say that I'm glad I gave it another shot on the computer. Don't use your phone and don't use your tablet to play on Gentechi.net because that stinks. We didn't talk about that before. I know, but I feel like it's good to reiterate. Yeah. It's great on the computer. And it's been fun because, you know, we've been trying out different decks to get to know the Lunar Cycle a little bit better. And it's a lot easier to play it on there because you just, I mean, we've already built it on our phone and then you upload it on there and you don't have to rebuild your decks constantly. Yes. So it's been a good experience. So I'm sorry for saying bad things about them. And I hear, you know, I, you, I'll... Come home and you'll be like, yeah, I was, had a little extra time and I was bored, so I played some people on Jinteki, and I lost. Oh, yeah. Always <laughs> lose. We've <laughs> got all these cards. I feel so bad when I play it. So if, you, if I've played against you, I'm sorry. I'm so slow because I have to, like, read every card, try to figure it out as we're going. And I mean, what what percentage of cards do you really need to read these days? You've, you've been exposed to so much, right? I don't know. There's one deck that... It said it was standard legal, and I believe them, but I, it's like half the cards. I'm like, I don't know what any of these things are. We'll get there. Yes, yeah, slowly but surely. It's all good, but I do go slow. So, and speaking of which, how would people know it's you when you're on the Jinteki? I'm Cone 11. Cone 11? That's like... we got to explain the purpose behind nope. it. Nope. We never explain yours. Well, I mean... Because everybody knows what LSTM stands for. No, not everybody knows LSTM. So I'm LSTM on Kentucky and on Simpack Slack. And it's because LSTM is... I do some I do some of the data science 
at my job. And LSTM is a long short-term memory neural network, which is good for a number of things. So NLP tasks and stuff like that. But also I, you know, have a particularly good memory. So I, I consider myself to have like a long short-term memory. It's like the number of things that it holds in reserve. Is this boring? Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, so it was like a way to me be like cool and computery and futuristic. I wasn't saying that your name was bad or anything. I just feel like every time I say mine, you feel like I just want to like talk about how cool it is because it's like you're firing up the kiln, but you're firing it up to eleven. It's like Spinal Tap. I that was implied. <laughs> Not that you've ever seen Spinal Tap, but why do we have to talk about the things that I haven't seen? Okay, how okay. are they going to contact? Oh us? yeah, the, the other thing though is. If you don't want to just like play against the Sanjay Techie, because who knows when we're going to be up there, but you're like, hey, I have an idea or a thought or, or well wishes, then email us at kitchentablenetrunner at gmail.com. It's been a while since we've gotten an email. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. Any Anything in particular they should email about? Any like hook that you want to? No. I mean, it'd be interesting to know what people liked about the lunar cycle, if there's any lunar cycle cards that they thought were amazing that we didn't talk about, you know, maybe we should try hidden gems. Yeah. Try again. All right. Also, I just want to point out that. So when I was listening to the knock minuten, now you're just putting things together. I'm pretty sure that's about what it was anyway, but they ended their English podcast. They said, always be running and hack the planet. So it's clearly not not the worst catchphrase. I mean, I wouldn't want to steal theirs. Yeah, they've already taken it. Sorry. But, I mean, okay. So thanks for listening. Stay awesome. And play, play Netrunner! Anyway, cats. <laughs>